Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is December 20th, 2021. It's kind of early today. It's 12.49 a.m. in the morning, on a Monday morning. That's right. And I'm talking to you not for my usual time. I usually talk to you around 2 a.m. So, how was your weekend? Mine? It was pretty good. <laughs> Omicron's been kind of throwing our country into a little twitchy pretzel. But it's okay, everyone. Don't panic. Don't really panic. Yeah, and COVID is kind of uh, having its way in Hawaii. But the good thing is that our politicians are not panicking. Even though we have a, some stupid doctor out there who wants to lock it all down. We have our own Dr. Fauci wannabe. His name is, I'll just call him by his first name. We'll call him Dr. Scott. And uh, yeah, Dr. Scott, he comes out there on television saying, you know, we need to lock it down. We need to not gather. We need to be, you know, just fearful of this whole Omicron virus because, you know, according to him, it's going to get really, really bad. By the way, Mr. Dr. Scott, why don't we just call him Mr. Scott, has uh, been consistently wrong on the COVID virus Day in, day out, every single, you know, 247, 365 days of the year. All right. Why don't we just say that? Um, all right. So I'm in a pretty good mood right now. Why am I, why am I in a good mood? Well, it kind of sounds like I'm not in a good mood, right? Maybe I just have a natural cynical voice, but get this people. I am back in business with my smoker. My smoker's back in business. Yep. Movie guy Keone, he uh, paid me a visit last week Thursday, brought over his friend Ron, and he uh, got his welder, and he fixed the last part of my firebox. What was wrong with my firebox? Well, the little door jams on top of it, you know, they were, they were rust, they had rusted off. And uh, the consequence of that was that, you know, uh, I was losing heat from the firebox. I was losing smoke from the firebox. And uh, the, what happened was that the convection from the firebox was a lot lower. That meant less smoke flavor, uh, longer cook times, a much more uh, headache when it came to a fire management. And uh, yeah, so now everything is good to go. And uh, I cooked a bunch of spare ribs on the some pork spare ribs on there uh, over this weekend. And <laughs> people, I wish you could come here to Hawaii and taste my pork spare ribs because it tasted perfect. I don't want to brag and say, you know, it tasted perfect. And because you, you'll say, Steve, how can it be perfect? How can it be perfect? Nothing's perfect in this world. You know, you know, only Jesus Christ can make the perfect pork spare ribs. I know that. I am saying that it's pretty close to perfect. All right. 99.95% perfect. I think I could still improve with it by making it maybe a little bit more cooked, maybe a little bit more bark on it. Maybe I'll say that. But even then, it was great. It was juicy. It was smoky. It was sweet. It was salty. It was peppery. It was really good. I, I seasoned this perfectly. and uh, But it tastes really good because my smoker was back in business. So what's on my agenda right now during this week? Well, it's the holidays, right? So I'll be smoking some beef ribs for Christmas Eve. Uh, and I will actually be, I think I'll be smoking a salmon on, on top of that. And uh, Pitmaster Keith told me, hey, Steve, you know what we got to do to really test this out? We got to smoke some 
pulled pork. So he uh, he's gonna bring over some uh, picnics, uh, some picnic cuts from what would they call it? Pic- a picnic cut of um, a, of uh, what do they call it? Of a of a pork butt. They call it a picnic cut because that it has a different bone in it, and uh, picnic cut of a pork shoulder. Why don't I say that? Right, that's the correct way. That's the correct term. And uh, yeah, so he's gonna be bringing that over, and we're gonna smoke the hell out of that, and we're gonna see if you know this smoker is back to normal. I am confident it is. And I'm just so happy to be smoking right now. Um, not smoking weed. I don't, I don't smoke weed. I'm talking about smoking meat. Um, and uh, by the way, for all of you people out there who do have backyard smokers like me, I have an Oklahoma Joe's. If your firebox starts to rust and those little door jams on the side start to rust off, that affects the quality of your cook tremendously. So, uh, you know, you, you, could do, you could do either one or two things. You can have a friend who's a welder, like movie guy Keone, come over and put some really pieces of thick metal over there on the door jams, or you could have to, you just, you're just going to have to buy a whole brand new one. They don't cost that much. These Oklahoma Joes cost maybe a little bit over $200. I think I got mine. Well, I got mine as a birthday gift from my father. Um, I was just going to be a backyard cook when he got it. I love to smoke things. You know, I was started to get into, started to watch some few Aaron Franklin videos on YouTube. And then when I started, started to produce qualities, I mean, quality, I told myself, you know what? I think I can make a living out of this. So the next step for me is to actually purchase a really big commercial smoker, one that's a larger version of the Oklahoma Joe's, one that's built with a lot, I guess, a lot more, I guess, carefulness. And on top of that, one that is not only large, but has very good convection on there because convection is your friend when it comes to smoking meat. You want high convection. You want that, you want that smoke twirling, twisting around like a twister inside of your, like a tornado inside of that smoke chamber and shooting out of that, uh, shooting out of that uh, chimney like you wouldn't believe. And that, that, the stronger the convection, the better the smoke flavor. Why don't we just say that, right? All right. So. I know you, all you folks are wondering out there how COVID is doing in Hawaii. <sighs> well, I would say it's doing good. It's doing really good, people. It's uh, now people are gonna like. I mean, a lot of a lot of locals today are gonna just disagree with me because today we had a hell of a lot of cases. 970, 970 cases. Yesterday, I think we had around 500. The day before was around 300. And, and those numbers yesterday, uh, the day before yesterday were, were kind of skewed. And, it, and it's been going up exponentially. And, uh, and uh, in, in a way, that's not good because zero is always better, better than a thousand, right? But here's the thing, like I told you before, <laughs> no one is getting really sick. Uh, what's happening right now? Well, and how are these cases coming to, I guess, fruition? Fruition? I'm saying wrong word, not fruition. Fruition. <laughs> put a Joe Biden there. Just put a Joe Biden, right? A lot of them are coming from people who, are, who have hospital visits and they are being diagnosed with COVID. Um, they're, and uh, they're, not, they're not being allowed to go into their hospitals, I guess, uh, I guess to, to maintain their hospital visits because they have COVID. Uh, but they're not being hospitalized because of COVID either, right? So that's really good news. So 970 new cases, not one person has been hospitalized because of Omicron. Not one person has been put on the, uh, put into the ICU because of Omicron. And not one person is on a ventilator because of Omicron. And more importantly, um, not one of these people have died 
because of Omicron. Now that may change within a couple of a, a couple of weeks, right? I plan to see these numbers go high, high, and high, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You know what? We live our every single day. Our body has about one to two billion uh, uh, forms of bacteria and viruses in it, and it lives in a it lives in a symbiotic, um, I guess, uh, relationship with our body. Our our immune system can fight it off effectively. We are not sick when when they say you're asymptomatic. When they say you're asymptomatic, that actually means you're not sick. You are 100% healthy and your immune system is working efficiently. You know, but, you know, Fauci and this other guy, Mr. Scott over there, he wants to treat you people out there who are, who are infected yet asymptomatic, which means healthy, as though you're sick. He wants you to actually lock yourself into, uh, lock yourself in while, you know, and not gallivant around because you may infect someone whose immune system may not be that great. Now, whose immune system may not be that great? Well, it's usually the elderly people. By the way, just to let you know in case you forgot, in case you haven't heard my other podcast, what, guess what the average age of people who die from COVID is? It's 85 years old. Now, you know, every once in a while, you're going to get a 30-year-old, 20-year-old, even a young kid dying from COVID, but it's really rare. The majority of people who die from COVID are 85 years and older. What's the average age of Americans in America? All right? It's 81. The average age of people who die in America is 81 or 82. And the average age of people who die from COVID is around 85 years old. Here in Hawaii, the average age of people who die, uh, uh, I guess locals here, is about 82 years old. The average age of people who are dying from COVID are, is like the nation's average. It's 85. So who, are, who is this killing? Elderly people. By the way, the common code and the flu and anything else like pneumonia can kill the elderly, all right? And we're not quarantining anyone who has a common code, are we? Or the flu, right? But we all know that if you're sick, if you're sick, if you may be sick, don't go see grandma. Don't go hug grandma. So if you go out there and, and, you're, and you think you're in an Omicron-infested place, right, well, it's probably best not to go visit grandma right away. And maybe it's best to go get a test. So you can take that COVID test and see if you're actually positive. But just because you're positive, it shouldn't mean that you have to quarantine yourself. It just means you shouldn't be seeing grandma. All right, that's all. And grandma shouldn't be walking around there. Grandma should not, if she has a compromised immune system, she should be quarantined. She's the one who should actually fear for her life because she is a lot more fragile than you are. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. All right. So what do we want to talk about today? We're not going to be talking about my smoker, you know, here on Barbecue 2 Movies. When do we talk about barbecue these days, right? And, you know, we're already, you know, we talked about COVID enough. You know, COVID, 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 you know, I get sick and tired of it, don't you? I want to talk about woke culture. And I want to ask you a question out there. Now, I know a lot of my, my uh, I guess, my... Um, my audience out there, you know, they're, a lot of them are not single because they come to my podcast to learn about weddings, right? You're engaged. Now, my question is, is that would you ever date someone who's woke? Someone who is flat out woke. Now, I remember, I remember on my Facebook page, uh, one of my friends actually wrote something and, she, and uh, she wrote that she would never date anyone 
who was not woke. She would never date a man who was not woke. And <laughs> looking at all her dating profiles right now, that's just been popping up every single every single year or, or so. That you know the men that she's been with. Yep, they definitely look woke. Uh, you know they have the colored hair, that that you know that that liberal beard that's all cut perfectly, the long hair, and you know they're all smoking pot together. Sometimes they have purple hair. You know piercings up the wazoo. I can just tell. They're pretty much woke. The woke has a look to themselves. Why don't we just say that, right? And the question is that, again, would you ever date someone who is woke? Now, we just turn it around, you know, because most of us are conservative, right? Anyway, I'll give you my answer to this question when I get back from these messages, right? So, I'll be right back. Hold on. You'll get my answer right after this. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Scriptwriter Steve. Welcome back to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Okay. I'm ready to get into this. I want to answer the question, would you date anyone who considers themselves woke? Now, I think that question is directed more to myself. And I think you know what the answer would be. Right? I don't even have to say it. I really don't even have to say it. But before I disclose my answer to all of you out there, why don't we just explain to those of you who have been sleeping for the past two or three years what being woke actually means. Now, (laughs) I really don't think most of us are really sure how woke came to be. I really don't know. I tried to do my internet research on this. They couldn't even find it. They couldn't even find the origins of the term woke. I'm serious about that. Every single article I read on there, they couldn't figure out what the hell happened. So here's my play on it. Woke is an illiterate term, and it's a play on the word awaken. All right? Because it's actually, you know, the, the tense is actually wrong, right? Because when you say someone is woke, the technically the correct way to phrase it would be someone is awakened or has awoke. They're not woke, right? Who is woke? I mean, woke means I woke up, I woke up this morning, I woke up and had a, you know, and and had a headache because I listened to some idiots who consider themselves woke, but you never really considered, you know, woke that the tense on there is actually wrong. It should be awakened, Awakened with an ed, awakened, but they tend to use the, they want to use the word woke. All right, whatever, right? So anyway, this illiterate term is a play on the word awaken, and it signifies uh, when an individual's brain has flipped internally to the Alexandria occasional cortexes uh, mindset. So basically, basically an idiot, right? So what happens with, uh, with a woke brain? Usually they've attended college and their professors have brainwashed them into thinking there's more than one, there's more than two genders, right? That global warming is an existential threat, that 
buying a Tesla, changing their light bulbs, and being a vegan and not having any kids are actually going to have an, a, a positive effect on the weather. Yes, if you stop having kids, if you become a lesbo or a gay, a gay person, you know, then you will actually you know, save the planet from global warming because you, you, you won't have kids. Yes, and, and a woke person will, on top of that, love any social justice warrior, warrior narrative that comes by their desk or comes by their cell phone. Any trending Instagram hashtag that's put out there, they love it. They, ab- they absolutely love it. And what else does, it, does, it, does a woke person require to do? Well, you have to get your information off from Facebook, CNN, all the woke areas, Facebook, CNN, Twitter, all those things, and you have to follow. Follow, follow, the, follow the majority. Don't think for yourself, just follow. You don't think individual. You have to just follow whatever the professors say. Follow whatever Dr. Fauci says. Follow whatever, follow whatever your government tells you for. Because number one, why do you have to follow? Because you're a victim. And again, as a woke person, you're forever a victim. And you must always have that mentality because America's out to get you, especially those horrible Trump supporters, those white people, man, those, those white people in the South with Southern hospitality, they are just out to get you. Men can't stop mansplaining. And those evil Christians, those evil Christians who just want to, you know, save you and provide and, and give you an opportunity to, to live forever in heaven. Even if you disagree with it, that's all they want to do, to spread the love of Jesus Christ. And how dare they do that to you because you're woke and you don't believe in any of that crap. Because you have awakened your stupidity, your inner stupidity, and you're just much better than them. Would I ever date someone like that? Absolutely not. Would you? Absolutely, absolutely not too. And there are statistics out there that say that the majority of people who are conservatives, uh, about 68% of us, I think it should be 100%, 68% of us would not date someone who was woke. Now, I think the other 30% or 32%, you know, these are guys are saying, wow, you know, AOC is really pretty. I think I can look past crazy because date does not mean marry. And I get that because... You know, a lot of guys will say, well, yeah, she is crazy. And, you know, okay, you know, AOC is crazy, but she's also very hot. And yes, Alexandria, occasional cortex, you know, on a, on a scale from 1 to 10, she's probably 8, 9, or 10. She has a great body, great smile, even though her, her smile is a little bit horsey, right? And, uh, you know, you know and, but her face is good. She's, she's a pretty girl. She's a pretty girl. Girl, I would put her between an 8 and a 10. But once she opens up her mouth... She goes down to one. But I do know, again, a lot of men who would say, huh, you know, I know she's crazy, but boy, you know, just to date her, maybe, just maybe. Now, what does it get me about? Now, now for me, I'm, I, my personality type, I'm, I'm, much, I, I'm, I'm a rule type of person. You know, I, I love rules. Uh, I don't follow them sometimes, but I, I love justice. I love law and order. I, you know, I, I tend to not... You know, if, if the speed limit says there's like, it's 55 miles per hour here in Hawaii, more than likely I'm not going to go you know, faster than that unless I have to or unless I'm rolling down a hill. I'm pretty much a, a rule follower. I, I don't like breaking the rules. And when it comes to people who are woke, you know, they tend to basically violate all of the rules that I have in my brain. 
you know, and whatever the rules I have, and it's not their beliefs. It's not their beliefs. It's it's for the fact that here are the rules that are in my head. Like number one, I would I I love it when a person can have an actual conversation with me, especially when it comes on to two of them, the most horrible things you can ever discuss. They always say, you know, never discuss religion and politics. But these are the, the two things that I like to talk about. I like to have very deep conversations about religion and politics. You know, I don't care if you believe in something different than me. I just want to, you know, I just want to have that discussion. And people who are woke tend not to want to have that discussion. They, they tend to want to live inside their own little bubble. All right? So even things when it comes to, like, you know, you know global warming, I would like to know, like, I, I think I told you this, told everyone out there before, if I'm on the wrong path, I would love to know that I'm on the wrong path because I don't want to spend a day longer on the wrong path. So if someone comes along with me, say a, a person who is woke, comes along and, and scientifically, or not even scientifically, theoretically tells me why global warming is such an issue and why am I so wrong, I would like to have that, that conversation. But what does the woke do when it comes to conversation regarding global warming? They just point the finger, wag their finger, and says, you know what, if we don't this, this, you're going to die. And you, you try to explain to them, well, you know, the little science about there, about say, for example, hey, do you know that the moon, when it rotates around the earth, it actually turns maybe the inside of the earth, causing a magnetic field that shields us from solar radiation, and if we didn't have that that churning of the of the core of magma of the Earth, we would actually be burned up. So the moon has actually something to do with global warming, and if and if it loses its rotational rotational energy, which one day it will, the Earth is just going to either heat up or cool down too fast. And can't global warming have something to do not only with the sun but with the moon? And they'll say, you know what, Steve, screw you. You know, if you don't want to buy a Tesla, if you don't want to, if you don't want to change your light bulb to LEDs, if you don't want to turn to vegan, then you don't care about the environment. And that's the type of like craziness the woke works on. It does. It, this is the way they work on. Since when did Alexandria Occasional Cortex want to discuss the actual science? What does the left always say? What does the woke always say? The debate is over right? The debate is over. The conversation, when they say debate, the conversation is over. The scientists settled. Now just follow. Just follow. And they believe the same thing when it comes down to being a vegan. They, they believe the same thing when it came down to, to George Floyd or any of the other Black Lives Matter protests out there, whatever. Even if the Black Lives Matter protests, the Black Lives Matter wanted to, to defund the police, get this. I remember talking to some woke people about the Black Lives Matter Foundation, right? Actually, it's not a foundation. It's just a for-profit corporation. But the Black Lives Matter Foundation, they actually said that they wanted to defund the police. And they, my woke friends, friends, right? They said that is stupid. They would, they would never, ever do that. And about two months later, they find out that I was correct, that Black Lives Matter was for defunding the, for defunding the police. And guess what? Those woke people were on board with the defund the police narrative because that was what that that is what was trending all right they can't think for themselves now <laughs> do i ever want to date someone like that would you ever want to date someone like that absolutely not you would like to date someone who can actually think right you don't want to date someone who's stupid right <laughs> so that that's my thing and this forever victim mentality that really gets me all the time 
I don't think because I'm Asian American, I'm Chinese, that I am hunted by the white men out there. You know, I don't think white men are going out there hunting me. Not at all. Just because I'm a man doesn't, when I explain to a woman, it doesn't mean I'm mansplaining. It doesn't mean I'm talking down to them, right? It, it doesn't mean that way. I treat women, men, you know, everyone the same. Now, if I, if I may seem condescending, it's not, it's not meant to be on purpose, but then again, you can warn me about it. We can have a conversation about me being possibly condescending. You don't have to put your words and point your finger at me and say all of a sudden, and say, shut up, stop mansplaining. I remember talking to a woke person when it came to some things about, you know, uh, the Asian race and sometimes, you know, a lot of things, and they told me, stop mansplaining. Just listen. Just listen. You're right. Just listen. No. I, I can listen and I can explain my position. And just because I'm a man doesn't mean my opinion is void. Null and void. Absolutely not. Now, here, now <laughs> moving on to the topic a little here. You know, when it comes to religion and politics, why I think it's important. You know, I run a wedding company. I run a wedding company, and uh, I think I, many of you know, know about this. I find it very interesting when couples, uh, I guess, when couples don't have a, a conversation about religion or politics. I, re I remember, you know, to some people, politics are not that important, all right? And I can see that. And I think it's really healthy to keep your life out of politics, just to be quite honest. Uh, but right now, living in the COVID age, uh, politics can be somewhat of a problem. And when a couple, their politics are, like say again, red and blue, Republican and Democrat, uh, non-woke versus woke, I can almost predict to the T those couples have actually split in half and gone their separate ways. So if you have, especially because of COVID, when Trump came out, I know a handful of couples, uh, in fact, all of my, in fact, I'll, I'll say this, all of my couples, who are split right down the middle between Trump and, and Hillary Clinton, those couples are no longer couples. <laughs> That's pretty interesting, right? So, so and, and, I, and I'll tell you this other thing too, my couples who are Trump supporters, and uh, they both support Trump, conservatives, they are stronger than, 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 uh, than, my, than my other couples. Of course, my other couples broke up. Now, when it comes to religion, that's something also very interesting too. Uh, I, I've married couples who have been on the opposite, opposite side of the whole religion scale. I remember marrying a Muslim couple, and uh, the groom had to convert from Christian to Muslim to actually marry this girl from Pakistan. And uh, when I talked to him about it, he told me that he felt really uncomfortable giving up his faith to Jesus. And I said, well, why, why do you have to do that for? And he says, because he's really in love with this girl. And uh, he'll get he'll do anything he'll do anything for her, including giving up his salvation. And I thought that was pretty sad. Well, guess what? They're not together to this very day. They broke up pretty quickly. In fact, I think it was about a month or two after their wedding. And uh, I think he had a he, I think he had a come to Jesus moment. I think he really really did. And um, I you know I'm sorry, like being Muslim was not in his blood, and it's very tough. It's very very tough when it comes to people who are of different faiths. So I always feel that, you know, the two things that couples should always talk about usually are religion and politics. You know, that really defines who we are.
You know, religion defines how strong our faith is. You know, where our faith is. It, it defines how we define faith, right? Because for me, when it comes to, when people ask me what my faith is, I'll say, it's, of course, I'm a Christian, right? But I define faith much more than just my religion. Faith is, is literally hope in action. And what is hope? Hope is believing, hope is believing in something that really you can't see, touch, or feel. And, you know, faith, hope, and love, and love is just a fancy word for commitment, all right? Love is not an emotion, it's just a commitment. They work together synergetically. So what you, what you love, you have hope in. And the practice of hope is faith. So you can't have one without the other. You must have faith, hope, and love. It's defined like that in the Bible, all right? So what is faith? You can have faith in a football team. You know, you know, a lot of people, their football teams have never actually ever been to the Super Bowl, but every single year of their life, they're saying, this is it. This is the year we're going to do it. And they're faithful. Even if their favorite quarterback or their favorite player leaves the team, they're still a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> Sorry to pick on you folks, people. But, but those are the most fa- The people who are Detroit Lions fans, they are the most faithful base you could ever find in the world in, when it comes to the sports, the, the sports arena because they just don't win. They really don't win. And man, when Barry Sanders retired, I don't see how anyone could ever be a fan. But, you know, that's just a really good example of faith. Every single year, maybe even not every single year, they're thinking it's going to be a good year. They, they probably are thinking that right now, but it's a rebuilding year. We're getting better. But they'll still, watch, they'll still watch all their games. They'll still cheer for them. That is commitment. Faith, hope, and love. You need all of them together. And imagine if people applied that faith, hope, and love to a marriage. It would last forever. You know, and faith, hope, and love to like any type of relationship, a business, or anything. It will last forever. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. But here's the, but you know, going back to the problem, what we have these days when it comes to the woke culture, where is their faith? That's my question. And that's another reason why I won't date them. Where is their faith? Well, when I talk to a woke person, and again, I'm not trying to date them, but I know for a fact they're woke. They define themselves as being woke. Well, their faith is in pseudoscience, which is global warming. Pseudoscience, or pseudoscience being a vegan thing, because being a vegan isn't very healthy for you, but they believe in it because, huh, you're not killing animals, right? So again, it's a pseudoscience, really much, really much a pseudoscience. And then they have faith in Dr. Fauci. They have a faith in, in, in masks. They have faith in social distancing. They have faith in the government. You know, that the government is the solution to every single thing. I mean, they're going to solve every single problem you have out there. Joe Biden, that's where their faith is. Where do they not have faith? In themselves. They really don't. They're forever searching for an identity for the most part, searching for a meaning in their life. They're always out there confused, and they're out there pointing the finger to all, all of us, the Trump supporters or anyone else, their parents, the world, They're all out to get them. You talk to a woke person, they're forever a victim. Oh, they're too short. They're a woman, right? Their skin color is not the right, not the right shade. They have too much melanin. They have too less, uh, too, too little melanin. Oh my God, they're born white. That means they're, 
they're actually a racist and now they're, you know, even though they never did anything racist, they have to forever live their life as though they owe blacks something. This is the woke mentality and it's sick. You know, that's why I feel that, you know, I can't ever go out with someone like that because they're not thinking right. Their faith is in the wrong things. You know, I love having faith in Jesus Christ, in the Bible. I find a lot of information, a lot of, a lot of knowledge in the Bible. Now, you may disagree with that. You may disagree with that and, and take that to your grave. But my faith is so strong that you can't rock it. And, that, and uh, what does the Bible teach for the most part, right? Of course, if we take it out of context, yeah. There's areas of it where they actually, it actually preaches violence. But if you take it as a whole storyline, like how you should with a movie, because that's what the Bible is, it's a movie. It's actually, a, not a movie, I'm sorry, but it's like a movie. It's a story from beginning to end. So you can't learn, and when you watch a movie, you can't take the first beginning of the part of the movie and say, and here's what, here's what the author is trying to teach me, but only taking the first and second act, you have to take the whole freaking movie. Not just the third act, not just the second act, not just the first act. You have to take the whole thing into context and then you learn because characters grow and they change and they learn, right? The character arc. And the same thing happens in the Bible. There's a character arc in there. And, and the whole thing is written in this beautiful timeline over, over a course of 2,000 years, which by the way is impossible. And you get to learn the sins of our great, 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 great grandfathers, right? And you get to learn the great things which they did and the bad things that they did and the horrible things they did and the great things that they accomplished. Everything in context. And what is the overall goal of the storyline? Is, is to teach you that humankind is flawed, but with Jesus, it's okay. And there is an afterlife. That's it. And you can have eternal life through him alone. I'm faithful in that way. I believe in that things. I believe in that. And again, the woke won't actually, you know, the woke, the woke will think that's kind of silly. And again, they're entitled to their opinion. I'm just not flying with it. All right. Now, here's the thing when it comes to pretty, when it comes to, to, to liberal women, you know, I, I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Like, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pretty liberal women out there. I mean, they're, they're very, very pretty. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, personally, I think the conservative women are much prettier. Uh, um, I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe I'm watching the, the, I guess, the different news channels out there. But, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, politics, I mean, you have, like, you know, that, that South Dakota, like, a governor. She's, like, a beauty. You have Sarah Palin, who's, like, a beauty. And then you have, you know, on the other side, you have Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, and, uh, you know, and even I mean, just all of the, all, all of the women on, on CNN, most of them aren't really that good looking. Uh, then you go to Fox and you think, wow, they're actually conservative and they're foxy. So I'm not sure if that's, I'm, I'm not sure if that, you know, that has something to do with it, you know, but there's, there's something, you know, you know, there, there's something about conservative women that make me, make me a lot more, I guess, comfortable. Number one, and I, I don't mean this to be, oh, I'm sorry. I think, I think this kind of, this is, this is the truth. You know, if you date a woke person, all right, say for example, you want to take that risk because this girl is just beautiful. 
She's beautiful. She's a 10. Actually, from a scale from 1 to 10, she's an 11. And, uh, you know, she's not that insane. In fact, she wants to have a conversation with you. Uh, she is woke, though. Don't get me wrong. She's woke. She's a vegan. She believes in global warming. She drives a Tesla. You're right. You know, and she's uh, searching for her identity and is completely atheist. Right. But you know what? You can put it. You can put up with that because she's downright gorgeous. But how do you know she's a she when you're dating her in the first date? Right. How do you know? Because the woke, they identify, they identify themselves, transgender women are women, all right? So they believe, the woke, that there should be no difference between, you know, a transgender woman and a woman, and, and on their dating profile, they shouldn't have to specify that they are basically a guy with boobs, you know, and they may have not gotten, you know, lower surgery done to change the plumbing down there, and by the way... Any plumbing that does change down there doesn't doesn't make them a woman because that just makes them cosmetically look kind of like a woman, but they still have no fallopian tubes and they can't produce an egg and they can't produce babies. So they're, they're not really a female. So these transgender women aren't really women. And technically, if you go out with a woke person who's a transgender woman, you're just, you'll just be dating a guy with boobs. I'm asking you, are you comfortable with that? I'm not. I'm really not. I'm really not. Now, I'm sure some of you are probably going to get really upset about me. I wonder if this podcast is going to get canceled because of my stance you know, on this right now. But it is my opinion, right? It is my opinion. Now, personally, do I have any problems with gays, transgenders, or bisexuals, or you know, homosexuals? Absolutely not. You know, I like all of them. I can consider them all my friends. You know, and they can have their, they have the right to believe whatever they want to believe, right? They have the right to be woke. I'm not going to try to change their opinion. You know, when I encounter a woke person, I'm not even trying to change their opinion because I know for the most part, they're not. But I just want to have a conversation. If they want to have a conversation with me, I'm willing to speak. I'm willing to speak. Most of the time, they're not willing to listen. Now, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump cut over here to this topic here about listening. Uh, this past week, I appeared on like a two podcast. Uh, one is uh, called it's called English two point two. It's called English two by El Sensei. That's one of them, and the other one is called Kampai Sugai, and that's by Gavin Sugai. And uh, both are veteran podcasters here in Hawaii, and they both do a really good job. Uh, I am nowhere near. I guess their quality of their quality of podcasting. I aspire to be actually a good, as good as them, and to have an audience as big as them. I definitely don't. Uh, I do podcast. I think more a lot more than them because I just love to talk to myself. Apparently, uh, but they have a much bigger following than me. Uh, but one thing I've learned, and they aren't the only um, people who have, whose podcasts I've appeared on, but I've learned by appearing on their podcast. Um, how to actually have a conversation, uh, you know, and to listen to people who have opposing viewpoints and to express myself clearly. Now, with my own podcast, again, it's only just myself talking. And when I have, again, when I have Pitmaster Keith on, you know, 90% of the time he agrees with me. But a lot of times, you know, when I appear on some other podcasts, I disagree with people. Um, but, but because you're, you're kind of like, 
you don't, you don't want to speak over each other, number one, because you don't want the audience to lose out on anything. Because if two people are speaking at the same time, uh, that podcast can turn into an argument and it, no one actually wins, especially the audience. So usually, out of courtesy, you just let the other person talk, right? You put your emotions aside and you let the person talk. And it's not as though El Sensei and then also Gavin, Gavin Sagai, actually, we had difference of opinions. We actually didn't for the most part. Um, but, then, but then you just learn to let one person talk when they're finished. Then you actually uh, express yourself very clearly and uh, for the audience and for, them, right, and, and for them. And you go back and forth. And it just actually makes you a, just a much better communicator. And I found out that the more podcasts I appear on, uh, the better communicator I've become. And, uh, and, I think that, and I think that's one of the greatest things about podcasting, I guess, has contributed to my life. But um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that, throw that in there. Because when I, and I noticed going back, now I'm going to go back to the people who are woke. And when they have podcasts, I do notice that when they have guests on, they tend to talk over their other guests. They tend to argue. And then what happens is that that guest actually ends up hanging up. And uh, well, what, what, do they, what do they do after that? They'll just actually just speak behind their back. And they love it. They're very mean. <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing. It's really not a good thing. And, and, and the interesting thing about this is that I think this is the reason why conservative talk radio is a lot more popular than, uh, than liberal talk radio. Liberal talk radio uh, is, not very, is not a very profitable model. But conservative talk radio is, is actually talk radio because people will come on and they'll talk. They'll express themselves. They'll even have a conversation uh, with people who are who are who, who don't share the same opinion. But again, when you ha- you have a liberal talk radio, it's it there's there's no conversation going on. It's just them complaining about life, complaining about how much they're a victim, how much you know, how much they have to change the world, how the world just hates them, how America hates them, or how everyone hates them, and that's it, day in day out. It's kind of weird. Really, really weird. All right, so I guess you know the answer. If, you know, if, you know. I guess if I would ever date someone who's woke, the answer is absolutely not. Uh, that's number the number one checklist in my box that says you know I would never date someone who's woke or even a liberal. I would never date someone who actually we'll even expand it. I would I've never date someone who has a different religion of me and shares different political views. Why don't we, why don't we just put that on the table? And the question is that would you ever date someone? Who is actually woke? That's the question. That's the time I wish I actually had the ability to answer all of your phone calls, but I don't. If you do want to uh, email, uh, I guess, me your answers, you can at steve at scriptwritersteve.com. That's steve at scriptwritersteve.com. And I'll read your answer on the air. All right? All right, people, it is currently 1.40 a.m. in the morning. I better get to bed. Uh, It's been so fun talking to you, even though I'm kind of talking to myself. I will catch you around. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ. Two movies. That's BBQ T O movies. 
Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ 2 Movies. Catch you around.